Yes, yes, we are back. Two G's in a pod. Your mum's favourite duo back in the studio again. Today I've got a very special guest with me. Uh, I've got Halima in That's the building. You. How's it going? Okay, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm um, I'm excited because uh, I think this is an important episode that we're doing. I think it'll be good. And also, this is the first time I've ever done an episode without a co-host. So, um, that... I'm your co-host. Okay, yeah, there we go. <laughs> guest co-host then. Um, but yeah, how's it going? It's going good. Cool, cool. Um, before we start and get into it, so for the episode, what we're gonna do? Um, so basically, you know a lot about like hip hop um, and the history of hip hop. That's a lot of pressure. And, but you do, you really do know a lot. Um, I've learned a lot. I'm interested. From, from, yeah, Let's yeah. Frame it like All right, fine. We'll frame it like that. Um, but you're just being modest because you do know a lot. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, so I thought it would be interesting to sort of look at i guess the history of hip-hop but from a looking at it as a from a political standpoint and i guess looking at how hip-hop has um been used as a i guess an agent for like political change Mm -hmm. amongst marginalized society uh marginalized uh, people um i don't know if that's the best way to put it but well we kind of we we framed it in two ways we said first like as a political platform and also as a political instrument Mm, mm, yeah so um, I thought it would be cool to just like go through all of that, basically. But before we get into all of that, um, what have you been listening to? What's your playlist? Oh shit! What have I been listening to? Yeah, yeah. You're on the spot now. Oh wow. Um, well, I've I'm, um, <laughs> I've not actually been listening to a lot of hip hop. I've been listening to a lot of Kowali. You know what Kowali is? No. Kowali is like um, it's like Sufi folk music. Sufi is like a denomination of Islam. Okay. So it's like folk music, it's okay. very like spiritual and stuff. I've been listening to a lot of oh, cool. I have listened to a bit of um, hip hop though, but it's just like my regular playlist. Nothing special. Okay, and what's on your regular playlist? You don't have to. You don't have to share if you don't want. No, I mean like it's because. So I don't, you know, in your last episode, yeah, you know how your brother was saying how like he don't have playlists and he just plays everything. Yeah, that's yeah. what I do. I that's have what like, you just that's literally everything. what I do. Yeah, like like one and a half thousand songs just shuffle. Boy. I mean, to be fair, I've got one really long playlist, which is like a thousand songs, I and I no shuffle playlist. that. No playlist. I have a Bollywood playlist, and that's it. Just to okay. differentiate between like Bef- between them. That's it. Okay. Okay. I mean. You should have heard it. Like for me, that's just a bit too wrecked. Because you never know what kind of vibe you're gonna get. No, but that's what that's why you got, you have the next button. Yeah, but like, isn't that effort just always skipping? And no, not really. Fair enough. And yeah. also, like, you don't really. Sometimes, like, you can't let your emotions guide the music. Sometimes you have to let the music guide okay, your emotions. Okay, so now we're getting, do you know what I mean? Now I'm getting deep with it. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Do you you know when you like shuffle the playlist? Do you yeah. look at the cue or do you just sort of? What do you mean look at the cue? You know, there's a, a queue of songs. But you that you make that queue. Like you can cue songs. No, I meant like oh, they, preemptively when, look at yeah, the when queue. Yeah, when you press shuffle, Shit. you can look at the queue. You could do that. So you don't do that. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Well, I okay. use iTunes. Well, you just, you could do it on there as well. 
Like I, I can't help myself from looking because okay, I get really pissed off if it's a song that I don't like that pops up. So well, then you just press. First of all, it wouldn't be on my playlist if I didn't like it. Nah, but you know, not even dislike. I meant more. Um, you can't. It's not. You're not. You're not feeling it. At that yeah, point. and like there's certain songs that you want to hear, and certain songs it's like, alright, yeah. so well, you just skip. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, so what have you been listening to? What I've been listening to. Uh, what have I been listening to? Yeah, bitch, you're on the so, spot now. Uh, so earlier today I recorded with my brother and my friend Jamal mm-hmm. and we were going through the music in, that dropped in March. So, what's in there? Albums wise, Solange's album. I didn't really like it that much. Oh no, me neither. I wasn't a big fan of nah, it. No, there was a couple of songs that I did really like but I didn't, it was really, I felt like it was really overhyped. Yeah, well I mean it was hyped because of her last project but then once people mm. listen to it I think they realise that yeah. this, one, this one's just not as good. I think that she was trying to, she was trying to do something, you know? She was, she was trying, trying to do she, something. She was being too, trying to be too like... <laughs> Abstract, Yeah, right? too, too creative. Maybe. Yeah, I didn't get like, it. I'm a, I'm a Philistine, I don't understand art. I didn't understand it at all. Um, it, I mean it wasn't awful, it just wasn't particularly great. It was, yeah, it just, nothing to write home about. Mm. Um, 2 Chains album, that was good. Um, I listened to Nav's album. Didn't really like it. Oh, that geezer's funny, man. He's fucking he, weird. He did he's a, so did weird. Did you see the interview that he did? About the fucking pretzels. <laughs> I can't tell. You know, if he's like, if it's serious yet, yeah, okay, he needs help. If it's serious, he's seriously insecure. Right, like, right. He, yeah, yeah. But if he's trolling, he's fucking funny. Like, I don't think he's trolling. I really don't. I can't tell. I don't, um, I, I, I don't know anything about the guy. So All I know is from his music. And if it's his music, then he doesn't have the sort of like range, the range right? to to troll us on that level. Yeah. Um, but he might be joking. Um, but it's just so funny. Yeah. So his yeah. album wasn't great, but it was, it was okay. Um, this is not worth your time, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I don't think I will. Uh, Rich the Kids album. Well, it's Dave. I've been listening to a lot of Dave mm. and uh, Little Sims mm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to get into Little Sims, like discuss it with my my, my brother and Jamal, but neither of them have listened to it yet, so I just had to. Give it really, I've listened to some stuff. Really, she uh, she dropped her album at the start of the month, which was really really good. Um, she had Color Show. Yeah, so what that that's one of the tracks of the album. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Color as well. Um, but yeah, so that's what I've been listening to. Um, but Do you just listen to your music like? As it as and when it comes out, like you, all 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 you listen to is just new music then. No, no, no. so I'll, that's what I've been listening to recently. In general, what, what have I been listening to? Um, I've got like my favourites here. I've been listening to a lot of Kendrick recently as well because um, to Pimp Butterfly because um, it was the four year anniversary of it. So I was listening like on repeat just because might as well. And then also because I mean Kendrick's my favourite artist. So is it like of all time? Yeah, he's my favourite artist. So because of that, um, I've been listening to a lot of Kendrick just because like once I I got into my to Pimp Butterfly bag, I was like. Why not just go back? So I just started listening to yeah. So from the start to like now. So yeah, I've been listening to a lot of Kendrick recently as well. But I mean, in general, it's kind See, of. Yeah, I never stopped listening to him because my playlist is just <laughs> it's just one one. I never really stopped either. I just got like my the particular Kendrick songs mm-hmm. that I like that, and then there's others that you, so like for example, Pussy and Patron I haven't listened to in like in years probably mm. but then I went back and I remembered how good it is and then I put it back on the playlist and then yeah so yeah um, but yeah so back to the concept where where should we start to be honest I probably won't talk much 
because, <laughs> because you know way more than I do. Well, it's just going to so, be a lecture then, isn't Yeah, it? no, but like, you're going to be educating me. No, I'll come in with my questions and shit, but you're going to be educating me. What's but, the pressure? What if I don't know somewhere? Um, I mean, going off what you sent me anyway, like, before, because you sent me a lot. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, I'm not even gonna lie. I've been, I've been waiting to talk about it because like I've been so like I I um I've been listening to like hip hop since I was like um, fourteen maybe okay. like year year nine properly like I properly came into listening to hip hop yeah. and I very quickly started listening to like underground and like political hip hop and okay. stuff. So I've been this has been like how old was I like fourteen fifteen? This has been like seven years of like interest accumulating because yeah. no one no one like none of my friends. Care. To, okay. No one, no one wants to hear what I've got to say. Okay. Like, well, now you got. So that's why, yeah. that's why we were talking about. It. I was like, yeah, like that's why I was fully like lecturing you. I was like, no, but listen, it's good for me. It's interesting. If your friends don't find it interesting, then boy, I need to switch up the circle. But, um, yeah. So, um, basically, what you sent me, you started off what, chronologically. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So uh, you said since we're studying the political trajectory of hip hop, hip hop. It makes sense to look at it chronologically, and then you started from the sixties. Yeah. So, should we should we start from there? Okay. From yeah. There? So, you know what? I'm gonna get the messages up as well. So, hip hop as a genre, really properly like actualized in like the seventies. Yeah. Um, but so the whole the, the reason how this episode came about was because I sent Andy this thing about um, it was low key talking about Dave being do you remember oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. and then and then we kind of would talk we would like you were like all that basically loki said that dave could run for mayor of london and get it yeah it, it, it was but then we started talking about like how there is some truth to what to what he was saying in terms of like artists wielding political power and then we started talking about like hip-hop being as, as i mentioned before political platform and political instrument and then we kind of like we're like oh this is an interesting topic still yeah, podcast on yeah, it yeah, yeah. um yeah. So, to I think to really understand like the political nature of hip hop, you have to go back to its genesis, mm. and that's back to the 1970s. But even even though as a musical genre, that's when it came about. Its its political roots were sown the decade before mm. in the 1960s. Okay. So I don't know how much you know about like the Black Power movement and stuff. I don't know that much. Okay, so Black I dropped history in year nine, so I know a little oh, bit. Not that they teach you that shit anyway. Yeah, All they the teachers fucking yeah. Henry VIII's yeah, six true. wives and not bollocks. That yeah. But um That's why I dropped it. <laughs> I, I live in Turkey shit. But um what was saying. Yeah, so in the in the sixties was one like so that's the era of the civil rights movement and with the civil rights movement you had like the black power movement so you had the black panther party and then you had like the nation of islam Mm. um i don't really hip-hop wasn't as influenced as by the 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 popular civil rights movements headed by martin luther king because this is what like history has um popularized because he was like non-violent that's what he preached right mm. so obviously they're not going to really like try to popular popularize malcolm x and anything because mm. that mm. geezer was like white people are the devil yeah. you know so yeah. they're not going to try and teach you that shit yeah. so hip-hop took a lot of roots from the black power movement and the black panthers who were preaching um black empowerment so like afrocentricism mm. and um like black pride and um, black education all that kind of stuff so from the black power movement came the black arts movement which mm. was like the artistic appendage of the black power movement and that was all about like how um obviously black people like they're excluded from the arts right from theater from literature from music and all that kind of stuff so they they um 
So the Black Arts Movement was a lot about like reclaiming theatre, reclaiming yeah. um, music, reclaiming poetry particularly. Mm. So by the end of the 60s, a lot of the Black Power movements had been successfully counted by the states. So the Black Panther had like moved out from the public. So they'd, they'd, not, they'd not disbanded, but they, they just weren't really doing bits like that anymore because mm. the government were like, like shooting them all and shit. Mm. So I make it sound really like shooting them all and shit. No, but that, that is what was happening. Yeah. Um, so, um, oh, I lost my train of thought now. So you were talking about oh the how, black arts the black movement. Arts yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, um, but the black the seed of like black nationalism had been sown. So people were now like like actually jumping on board and being like, yo, like. Um, there is a such thing as black nationalism and we should like engage in this and we should use this as a tool to like mobilize our communities and stuff yeah. so they started looking at two characteristically black art forms which are like jazz and poetry and that's kind of like where like the genesis of hip-hop came from also another thing that I didn't mention but um, so hip-hop as we know it now we because hip-hop isn't just musical hip-hop is like um like hip-hop dancing yeah. graffiti is a part yeah. of hip-hop yeah. hip-hop music like yeah. the beats the like djing styles and all that kind of yeah. stuff that's all hip-hop so when hip-hop music first came out people weren't rapping over beats it was just beats yeah, yeah. and that kind of came about because in the 70s there was mass migration from jamaica um so a lot of caribbean people were moving into like um ghetto areas in new york yeah, yeah. and there was like some cross cross-cultural musical exchanges with African-Americans and Jamaicans and that's where like hip-hop music came from and then people as I said before they were looking to black art forms like poetry and jazz and mm. shit and then they started spitting over these beats and that's where like hip-hop music came from okay. so Grandmaster Flash is like one of the founding fathers of hip-hop um, and I think I sent a song with, he did with the Furious Five called yeah. The Message here's The Message by uh, Grandmaster Flash Message, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Um, classic, classic tune. Um, yeah, so before we go on, basically, so this started because, yeah, you sent me the video of Loki talking about Dave's album and saying that Dave could run for mail. And I said that's gas. And the reason I said it's gas is because um, 
Okay, this guy's face <laughs> But because um, so I before you told me all the stuff about the sort of political history behind hip hop, yeah. I had kind of I guess turned my nose up at it because I feel uh, your nose up at what at people saying that hip hop or not no not that it is it is political because there is definitely a political aspect to it. It's more. Um, how you think it was an overstatement? Yeah, how yeah. realistic it is to actually like you know political change through hip hop, yeah. and maybe it's because I was thinking more like British. No, not even that. I was thinking more like current hip hop as it is. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that yeah. we have enough artists that care enough yeah. for it to actually happen. Mm-hmm. Um, well, hip hop's like changed. Like it's evolved as a culture. You can even say devolved <laughs> as a culture. Yeah. Because I mean that's big. That's a big. That's a big statement, right? Um, but I don't do you really think, think that? Because I think the music has got better. I think, I it's, think it's more enjoyable to listen to. You know what? Yeah, to I, an extent. I always used to have this like um, d- debate with Isaac because I. This is what I was saying to you before. Like I don't really listen to that much like new age. I mm-hmm. listen to more like old school under, stuff. Yeah, yeah, like underground and like old school stuff. But I, it's kind of like, and it's and I I used to be very like like intellectually slob- snobby I guess because I just used to be like yeah it's all stupid like they don't understand lyricism and I mean a lot of them a lot of it is stupid and a lot of them don't right? understand but, <laughs> but, but then but that's like that that argument borders on like anti-blackness because I'm I'm not like I'm not like heeding the fact that hip-hop is not just first of all it's not made for me like really it's not yeah and also the fact that like there's uh, there's more than just lyricism like I can't I can't spin it into like an intellectual artifact when that's not like what they made it for that is exactly yeah. it's not it's not like catering for me as an outsider to it's not ma- it's not made to cater for me as an outsider to look in and be like analyzing shit and stuff you know there's so, there's style and there's delivery and there's cadence and there's you know like culture and yeah. community and all that kind yeah. of stuff so like i that's i'm never gonna like i'm i'm an outsider to that so it was like so i would say um I think it's more by virtue of the fact that hip hop has grown as a genre, so you end up with almost like subgenres, so yeah, like yeah, no, mumble sure. rap and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Like, if you look at like what we're discussing, and we're gonna get back into like the history of hip hop, mm. like whoever the hip hop founding fathers are, mm. they would look at these mumble rappers, or they would look like at the fuck? exactly, and they um, would like Tupac would probably be turning in his dra- grave listening to half the shit that they're saying. But that's just. If once the genre grows, you're gonna end up with these different factions of the genre, yeah. and it's more. Um, I think it's more like on the consumer side, to like the, the consumer has dictated what has become. Yeah, yeah. No, to no, an no, extent, right, the, right. the consumer has dictated what has become popular and mainstream. Although having said that, I do think the consumer doesn't really have that much control, and it's, it's more a like the relationship. But uh, but I, I I really believe that like art and like any music form is a platform of like social commentary and like yeah, I social agree. observation. I agree. So it's not it's ov- obviously as you said by virtue of the fact that it's like gotten more mainstream and it's it's gro- like like in terms of numbers it's grown as a as a genre. But also because um like society has changed and like culture has changed, our priorities have changed, the way that we our our world views have changed as well. So hip hop is a refl- as a reflection of that. Mm. Yeah. Um but yeah because of because of that I was saying um like link, linking back to what I said earlier like mm. I don't think 
I don't think it's realistic to say that hip hop, like what the guy said about Dave running for mayor or stuff like that. Like, what's wrong with you, the guy? Oh, sorry, what Loki said <laughs> about about um, Dave running for mayor. Like, I don't think it's realistic to say that because just because you you might have an album and you might be saying something with mm. a polit that has some sort of political clout to it, mm. or um, you're coming at something with a different perspective, mm. like just because maybe more than a handful of people are taking listening to you and taking in your message like if you look at the whole country or look at the whole of london it's, um, pe people aren't taking it in for that reason like they listen to your music so that they yeah. can bob their head to it people don't really listen that deeply nowadays but i so feel like the crux of what he was saying yeah if you really think about it it goes down to whether like um like democracy is just a popularity contest because if you think about like yeah, Donald Trump, I guess bro, it, I guess that's what I mean. Is, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what qualifies him to be president of mm. a fucking like mm. superpower? Like, yeah. um, Arnold Schwarzenegger as well. Like, he yeah. was mayor of California. Like, what he doesn't have any sort of like, as far as I'm aware, he's not like doesn't have any political mandate to do that. Mm. But you know, so it's, I mean, it is, it is, I guess, a glorified popularity contest. Right? Because, because, but how popular? Is, is Dave he right now? Yeah. Like, That's if we why... use the example of Dave yeah. in particular, how popular is Dave amongst the masses, yeah. not just yeah. the people that listen to hip hop? Yeah. I think that's that's where he overstated it. I yeah. think he overstated Dave's popularity rather than the um, potential for him to. So, hold. do you reckon, like, if Kanye were to run for president, do you reckon he could? Because he's a bigger artist than Dave. Yeah, but Kanye's the moving more... a bit mad, you know. He is so, moving like, mad. So he's moving mad. Know. To be honest, I want to do an episode <laughs> in a, a couple of months discussing whether he's still cancelled. Um, mm. But I'm, I'm I'm waiting for him to drop some music to, so mm. I can so I can That's like an interesting question. For my uh, opinion, because Isaac asked me, he was like, "Yeah, is Kanye still cancelled?" And I was like, "Boy, what do you think?" I mean, he's still cancelled to me. I don't really pay attention. That's what to I mean. I don't shit, mean yeah. either. I've, but I've I have him. I have liked his Sunday service stuff mm. because he's, in all the Sunday service stuff, he's playing old songs. Yeah. And old Kanye is calm with him. Yeah, anyway. yeah, so, yeah. Like, I still listen to old Kanye. I just stop listening. Yeah, same. I don't listen to any of this Yeah, I just don't fuck, fuck with him. Like, objectively, I don't. I don't like it as much as the old stuff as well. But also like yeah, him, yeah, him. But I don't know. I think there's something wrong. obviously there's something wrong with him in there. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why so I just I, shy away from making comment because I think there's, there's shit that I don't understand and I don't. Yeah, fine. That's true. Maybe we're being a bit harsh on Kanye, but ba basically, like, um, okay, yeah, no, I get. I guess politics is okay. So, firstly, I'm not very politically inclined, anyway. Uh -huh. But um, and I don't. I'm in two minds. I don't know how true it is to say politics is a glorified popularity contest. Like, I think it. You could say it is with the case of Donald Trump, but I think it was Donald Trump getting elected was more that he stirred up um, to sort of. His hateful rhetoric, super, yeah. Super, campaign, those super like right wing views, like yeah. under that were sort of hidden under the surface, mm. that like people felt comfortable yeah. now expressing because mm. they got the protection of being in the voting mm. booth mm. rather than you know. Well, that's popularity, right? Because what you're saying that resonates with people, like that's what makes you popular. Yeah. Because say for example, yeah. like, um, say for example, black people were the majority. This is let's if we're using the Kanye uh, example of Kanye as running for president, mm. let's go pre problematic Kanye because right now his his what he's yeah, been doing okay. is just complicates the so whole thing. So back when he first said he was gonna right? run for president. So so say black black people were the majority, right? They would they they like if they were voting for him because if he was um, preaching like black pride and all that kind of stuff, then he would win. Yeah. Yeah. So then, is that not like popularity? Yeah, I guess so. that's, it's, that's it's, a different. Because yeah. it's democracy, yeah, and like yeah. everyone has the right to 
like exercise their politics in whatever way and everyone has a right to stand and campaign and all that kind of stuff I definitely that's an interesting tangent Mm -hmm. Mm. I definitely think so that's that's what I mean when I was like what Loki said I don't think he overstated the power the potential that Dave has I think he overstated the current power that he has yeah who knows maybe in a decade who knows I can't see it happening personally just because like it's what I was saying about how what did I'm pretty sure I replied something good to that when when uh, you said it was it you sent it to me on on Twitter right I think it was Instagram. It was Instagram. I can't remember, but it was like, I think I think it's more like pe- people in hip hop, or yeah, let's say let's say hip hop. Mm. I feel like a lot of the artists don't recognize the power and influence they have. They yeah. just see it yeah, yeah. when they see that the genre is big. They see it more. Okay, that means I can make more money off it, rather yeah. than okay, um, I've now got influence that I can use mm. for. A social good or for something like that i don't think half the artists recognize that maybe it's because most of them are young most you're, of them no you're right because it's it's because well that's that's like that's like with any any um kind of fame like you always have a, a latent ability right to to make some like big ass change people don't because um that always that always comes at a cost because if you come out, um, that's why like a lot of celebrities shy away from commenting on like politics. Because if someone yeah, doesn't, yeah. Dis- if someone disagrees with yeah, your politics, yeah, then true. you alienate like a Part whole your, section your of your audience. fan base, yeah. right? So there's just by virtue of being famous and having a large following, you you always have that latent ability to to do something. I think the reason why we don't see hip hop as being um, as explicitly um, political now is because and this goes back to what we were saying about the, the genesis of hip-hop because it came out as a political platform that's what it was obviously it was a creative out like um, um outlet. Uh, outlet as well yeah but it really like what it was was a was like a, a platform of like political and social commentary before mm. it was a musical platform that's my understanding and that's what i think of it anyway from like what i've seen and what i've read but it's now it's more like musical and now because it's become commercialized hip-hop as a genre has different priorities so it's priorities to make music and sorry to make money yeah which i mean there's nothing wrong with coming into hip-hop to, to know, make get your bag that's which is fine but, right but i don't know i feel like your priority is just different then that's yeah no but i mean i think the the artists that should be championed are the ones that are doing it for i guess in my eyes the right reasons rather than for the reasons of coming in to get money and stuff especially the ones that because the ones that are trying to i don't know you're, 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 it's, just, it's, you're, you're just saying that people should be sincere in their politics that practice what they preach yeah yeah there's that and also like because you don't have to use it as a politi- like and i don't even like listening to sort of political mm. hip-hop all the time yeah i like listening to it sometimes and i yeah, like yeah. taking it in but like it can be heavy and it's like that's not what you're trying to listen to all the time no. um sometimes it's good to listen to some ignorant rap like Lil Wayne's one of my favourite artists half the stuff he says is pretty ignorant no my cousin says the same shit so he used to be like we're, we're similar in age and we got into hip hop like at the same time and a lot of our relationship was bonding over like oh look at this and have you heard this artist and have you heard this song mm. and now like he just listens to like all the Lil's and all the Young's and, and all of that and, and he's like I went and, I, period like that, and yeah. I'm like bro like that's, that's proper like ADHD music and he's like well I just don't want to think like when I'm driving <laughs> I just blast it because I don't want to think I just want to be like like vibing out do you know what I mean yeah so yeah I think people have different priorities when they're listening to music 
Okay, so I said. What did I say? What did you say? I was saying that even though uh, hip hop is a political platform, mm. and that is partly in fact though, to partly due to the fact that it's the biggest genre now, so yeah. it's got more of an influence. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we're seeing the widespread influence like have a genuine impact. Oh, okay, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I said. Yeah. Um, which I still stand by because I don't really you don't see policies and stuff. Do you say that when you bear, bear smoke when you said that you're like yeah, I just Nah, because <laughs> you just sat there like, yeah, I said something sick. Yeah, nah, I, I was just no, because I just remembered that there was like I had a genuine point, and I still stand by that. Like, uh-huh. I don't think, although you might get people's, you might it might like mobilize people and get people yeah. actively involved until you start seeing actual like policies and stuff yeah, 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 being yeah. put in place. Uh-huh. You don't actually have any political. But that's power. what I mean, right? It's a latent ability because people aren't, aren't acting on it. People aren't. Um, it's not being like precipitated because people aren't they're interested they, they have different priorities right now they're not interested necessarily mm. to to um go into actual like material politics they're just um it's, it's almost like it's, it is like exploiting it kind of because they kind of like n- exploiting like the message of of okay. like this this whole culture of okay. it being political because um they, they kind of like drop a few woke bars get people excited like oh like i'm gonna stand this artist oh, now they because they're they like yeah they're so like woke and stuff but really it's just like superficial yeah i don't know i i always take it all with a pinch of salt because none of these people are like scholars or anything like that like half of, half of them well like basically i a lot I, like i don't i don't take my political or social mm-hmm. views or anything from musicians because that i see them as musicians rather than politicians or social activists or anything like that I like think that's they can reductionist though like, do you think yeah for sure no, because, because I, f- I think that's the reason that's the reason people get so hung up when and uh artists get so afraid to mm-hmm. put express their politics or put that into like in public yeah. because like we say it alienates a bunch of the yeah, fans yeah. and stuff and that's because the fans read too too much into what they say like you should you get offended when they say some fuck shit cause yeah you're holding because you're, you're holding on like, this mad yeah, uh, pedestal like for example with kendrick um, because he's probably the most political rap- rapper I listen to yeah, on yeah. a regular basis. If Kendrick came and said some dumb shit, I'm not going to stand there and be like, oh, I can't believe Kendrick said that. It's ruined me listening but to Kendrick forever. do you think Kendrick would say dumb shit? But I don't, <laughs> that's because I don't know the guy. Well, you do, though. You do, because his his music is like... his. This is what I mean. Like There are artists who who say shit just like to, to brand themselves as being woke and to like appease that kind of audience but there are artists and i think kendrick is one example who genuinely like are trying to like galvanize and mobilize people through their music and who actually like practice what they preach and they, and they believe what they're saying and kendrick i and and the reason why i wouldn't doubt kendrick like that is because his al- albums don't exist in isolation like yeah. if you if you look at his interviews for his albums and when he talks about why he did this and why he put that track out and why he used this lyric or why he used that um like sample or whatever like he everything makes sense there's a, there's a reason for everything so it's like it's your discretion do you know what i mean like you could tell when someone's just being like okay fine maybe kendrick was a bad example um, i'm not but that's not even the case for like um musicians anyway like it's the case for politicians like some politicians just say shit just because they know it's going to appease people how do you know you can really trust them it's yeah. all at your discretion yeah fine that's a good point but i do think with politicians it's like their job is politics so like if, if they do that stuff mm. like it, it makes sense to be up yeah. offended or be upset when a politician says uh-huh. some fuck shit yeah. because 
they're the ones that yeah do politics mm-hmm. whereas if an artist says something dumb yeah like they make music so mm. you could you could enjoy their music without taking their message to heart or holding them on this pedestal as yeah. social activists or as uh political figures or anything like that because i think it really just depends honestly it really just depends on the artist or on, it, it, on like the how on how so so it's this what we're discussing is like this this branding of like being political right mm. this political branding mm. and you could i think you could like like just be smart enough to be able to tell when someone is not like you wouldn't necessarily hold um i can't think i can't think of an, of an example from the top i think of my a good head. example is kanye because prior to i would say prior to like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy mm. maybe even just after that actually yeah, prior to Jesus, all his music tended to have like quite a positive message uh-huh, uh-huh. it was, was kind of like speaking he was, against he, the man yeah like speaking for he the was little political man. Maggie's, my guy went on national television to say Bush don't care about exactly, black people like, exactly so but I think Kanye's a bad example because I think there's something there that we're not like I think I don't think he's alright like yeah but then that, if you if you were to hold right. him on, on this pedestal as okay because he's he's well then, you, then been, the, that, the, that's why people were so disappointed by they were disappointed when he, when but i think people are missing the point saying, i think they're missing the point with him i think i don't think he's coming out and saying all this fuck shit because he genuinely believes it. i think he's actually there's something wrong with him but like, i also think to an extent he's just trying to he's probably controversial no he's trying to profit off black rage which you've seen yeah. a lot of brands do because the yeezys aren't selling the way they used to so he needs something to make sure he stays relevant. Yeah. Because he's a narcissist. I don't know. I just think... I mean, I do think but, he's a narcissist. But, 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 yeah, he is a narcissist, but that's a symptom of some kind of, like, mental health disorder. So yeah, that's why that's why with Kanye, yeah, I just, like, allow that guy. I'm like, you know what? I'm okay, not yeah, going to judge. I'm not going to comment. Maybe Kanye's not the, the best person to, to talk about there. But, but, I, um, but I get the example that you mean, right? If someone... Basically, if you like, hold them up, it's, it's the Kanye thing that happened recently, uh, yeah. last year. And just a few other um, examples of when, like, mm-hmm. an artist will say something and everybody comes for them and they're cancelled and this and that. Yeah, 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 I'm like, yeah. I can still enjoy this person's music. I just don't yeah. need to listen to what they say yeah, outside of the music. Like, a lot of the time now nowadays, I sort of, I need the, uh, I listen to the artist for the music. Yeah. I don't really care if they've done an interview about this or that mm-hmm. because that's not why. I, yeah. That's not what I go to you for. Basically, if I wanted to, like, learn about some history or something i'd probably pick up a book rather than listen to you give an interview something like that yeah i don't think it's necessarily that they that you'd go and, and learn well you know you can learn from them but i don't think they'll be like the sole source of like your political education but i don't think you should shy away from like um holding them up as like um yeah. as, as commentators and critics okay yeah there's because, that yeah because then like because then but if you hold them up as a commentator yeah like anybody can post comment on anything exactly, so it does, exactly. That, that, like holding them up as a commentator is different exactly. from holding them up as like this sort of idol of social justice because holding up someone up as a commentator you can take what they say with a pinch of salt because you know but yeah but whereas when you sort of idolize someone and have them as this person is like fighting for like a freedom fighter well, I don't I don't know what yeah, like, yeah, how yeah. to describe them yeah, yeah, I get what then you're it's like everything they say has just that little bit more clout to it but do people do that I feel like people do I feel like people do like even Isaac used to always remind me like bro like these artists like you don't need to be taking everything they say so like they're not they're not um, like, you don't need to be taking everything they say so like literally because like most of the time they're musicians first and foremost like they're not scholars they're not you know what I mean no, because I don't, I don't, I don't know. Because I feel like if you, like, if you're, if you've branded yourself as like, I'm, I'm a, um, 
I'm I'm like a political critic or like I'm a I'm I'm a woke artist. Let's say, yeah, too. or like I'm a you know I'm I'm a social like activist or whatever. Um, and you like you um are sincere in that activism. Mm. So it's not just like your your activism isn't just contained within the walls of your album. Mm. You know you're actually doing shit and you're seeing shit and you're standing up for shit mm. outside of that, right? I don't think there's anything wrong with. Okay, so so if we go back to the Kendrick example. Yeah. Outside of it, because that's part of the reason I like Kendrick. Like, yeah, yeah, he'll yeah, drop yeah. his album, then he'll go away. I don't really need much from you outside of the album and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, outside of his album and the interviews and stuff he does on the press run for the album mm-hmm. to sell tickets for his tours, etc., yeah, yeah. he doesn't do much else. Yeah. So, would you say he's being insincere because he's no, not? No, I don't because because you're. I think I think the way that you look at it is you're holding you're holding these you're you're. The way that you look at it is like you can only comment on social justice or like you can only be a, be a social active activist if you're like spending all your time and effort nah, and energy nah, that's and that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying um, basically I take everything they say with a pinch of salt and I don't take take yeah. it all too. But you should do that anyway. Like yeah, I probably everything. I probably should with with everyone, but like particularly with artists. Like yeah. for me, if I like your album, I like your album. If you're saying some fuck shit on the album. I can ignore the fuck shit because yeah. I'm. Uh, oh, you don't get offended. Like, yeah, that's my point. I like uh-huh, I've I've uh-huh, stopped I've uh-huh. stopped taking them so literally. Oh, to oh avoid I get offended. Do yeah, I get offended. Yeah, as in I don't I don't think we should get because offended. Because I, I just get offended by anyone who has a stupid opinion. See, there's that as well. Like I don't know, maybe people are dumb. Like you, like if people are dumb, you they can are, just they, leave them no, to be dumb. I, yeah, it, but like, like I, but I I if you're I only get offended if what you're so if you've branded yourself with like a certain sort of um kind of politics mm. and then what you sit and then you go say something problematic mm. that is inconsistent with what you've preached before then i have a problem mm. because that's like and it's not even just it's not like it's not even just like you're oh like we're all hang on let me think about what i want to say i have a problem because you've branded yourself a certain way and now like you're you're just you're phony like yeah I get that's you. why i, no, ha- I, get I have a problem because I think they're serious things. I think they I are think no, they are serious topics. But I, I don't no, know. No, I mean like it's a serious position to be in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because that's you're, because they've got that's so much influence, yeah. especially over young people who yeah. majority listen to listen to a Kendrick album yeah. or a J Cole album. I feel like I feel like their teacher or their parents or something like that. I feel where our opinions differ is that when someone says some fuck shit opinion, like you are able to just brush it to one side because you never held them to that kind of standard yeah, anyway. Yeah. Whereas I do because. I feel like if you're gonna come out and you're gonna brand yourself like that, then you should be you should like be sincere and like if I feel like I'm like I'll be able to tell if someone's just chatting shit or Chant not. Shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I so what do you think? Of, what do you think of J Cole? Do you listen to J Cole? Yeah. Okay. So what do you J. think of J Cole? Because I I would say J Cole is one where and people I see it online all the time. People like criticize his music and his fans for holding him to this high standard because if you actually listen to what he's saying, a lot of it's not that profound. But it's like he's coming from a. It's, it's almost like he's he's got good intentions, but he's not really saying anything that is super profound to me. He's it's almost like he's just saying the like standard things that everybody says when it comes to issues of of this kind of of like like let's say uh, race issues or police brutality and stuff. And so for me, it's more the stuff that J Cole does outside of his music. Yeah. That's why I would be inclined to rate him. Or oh, think yeah. he's more sincere, like him mm-hmm. going to march in. Mm-hmm. Um, was it when Mike Brown got shot and he went yeah, to march yeah. in New York? So, like him doing things like that outside yeah. of outside of his music. Because if you actually listen to his music, I don't think he ever says anything that is super profound. Um, he does. All right, okay, fine. Maybe not never, but like 
I don't think his message is. But then it super becomes profound. a question of like expectation and like obligation, right? Because like if if you rap about um, if you rap about a political record once, is that then your brand? Like, are you only ever allowed to to rap about political things? That's a good point because that, that's the criticism that people had for uh, Dam when Kendrick dropped Dam uh-huh. because yeah. he, he kind of moved away from the political because yeah. uh, Tip Him the Butterfly was super political yeah, and he yeah, moved yeah. away from that. People didn't people like, like that. oh you're off brand now you're yeah and then I I was like if you listen to his albums like all right let's say his four albums Section Eighty Good Kid Mad City uh, It's Been Butterfly and Dam yeah. um, none of them are the same none no. of them have the, the no, same. No, they're, yeah, they're, they're, di- they're all completely different. they're all completely different so like if you're really a real Kendrick fan then you know that his mm-hmm. album he's not gonna just find this lane and just go down yeah. it he's gonna give you a different listening experience with this album but they all are they are all political like Dam is still like. There, there are political aspects to it, but yeah. I feel like Dam is he's talking more about. I think it's um, because it followed to Pimper Butterfly, and that's why. Do you think? Yeah. I think I think Dam is political to an extent, but not super political. I think it's more. No, used no to I, mean, I meant. Sorry, I meant. I think people were annoyed because it followed to Pimper Butterfly. Oh right, so we yeah, went I get from, you. Like super, like like. To, so we've had this discussion. So and I was saying how like to Pimper Butterfly is entirely political. Like the yeah, whole thing yeah. is just about politics. Yeah. Um, to go from that to where you have like a few commercial tunes and stuff. I think that's why people felt maybe betrayed or whatever. But that's yeah, your problem. Like, yeah, why are you stupid? Like, <laughs> like, like what? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's not that he said anything wrong. It's not that he's been inconsistent. It's not that he's like been problematic or anything. I think with Dam, it was more that he, he, he'd been, to Pimp a Butterfly, I, I wrote an article about it back when I, all about Dam back when it dropped. Yeah. Um, and I said, I think I said something like, to Pimp a Butterfly was like, the state of he was discussing the state of times and the state of like the country at the time yeah, yeah. whereas with Dam he's talking about the state of self so he's talking yeah, about yeah, himself yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, his religious uh-huh. uh, beliefs all that stuff which I think is just as valuable as talking about politics exactly because so no, no no that is politics because politics isn't just macro it's not just about the state and about communities and about policies politics is like you there is a such thing as politics of self and like individual okay. politics as well okay so you can't that's that's what i mean like it doesn't so but does that is that to do with his really like all the religious yeah. stuff he's oh, okay fine I, I hadn't, you can I hadn't politi- thought of it like that you yeah. can politicize everything like okay it's not that's I thought I, of it like that to be fair so that's what i mean like people like i think it's because people are really stupid, so they only really understand stuff when it's like explicit and when it's like in your face. Do you know what I mean? Like, people don't really want to take the time to really actually deep. I mean, people don't listen to music deeply. That's, that's what true. I mean. So, um, like, why are you commenting then? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, sorry. Back to we, we kind of completely moved away from what we were talking about. Yeah, before. we did. Well, we we kind of covered what, the, the what 70s, was going on in the sixties, seventies, and seventies. Yeah. So then we then we come to the eighties. Which 80s is, is an interesting okay. time. I think 80s, 80s are a very important time for hip hop. Like, well, what would you say is the best if you were to split up into decades? Yeah. What would you say is the golden? Gold. So 80s. the 90s, like objectively, 90s. that's what people call it. That's people what people call, say. Yeah, but for me personally, um, I would say, I would say like, um, yeah, you know, I'll say uh, 90s and like early noughties for me. So I'm inclined to say noughties, but hip hop kind of lost its way to me towards the back end of the movie yeah that's what i mean like early noughties yeah because that's what like if but i do I... think that, like early noughties was i would prefer that to the 90s but maybe it's just because it's like it's more with the 90s the sound me, changed with, yeah and it, with the 90s it's me listening back yeah whereas 
with the noise. I'm still listening back, but it's not as much because I was actually alive during that yeah, period. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But also, I think the sound changed with hip hop. Like in the 90s and in the 80s, it was very um, minimalistic. So the beats were very minimalist yeah. and like uh, obviously because production hadn't like advanced yeah, like how yeah. it is now. Whereas like in the noughties, that's when it started. First of all, it started becoming mainstream. So you had more sort of like pop influences yeah. in hip hop music. Um, they Which is when when you see but that like for me, I kind of start in my head like splitting it up into subgenres because it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's when um, like you can't compare Crank That Soldier Boy to like two pet changes. <laughs> like you just can't do it. Yeah. It's too difficult for me. It's too difficult to compare them. So you yeah. just have to separate them because yeah. they're both they're both sick and they both bang and they both come under the hip hop umbrella. But one is a different type Soulja of hip hop so to the funny. other. Yo, he's actually smart. You know, no, he is, he's he very is, smart. He is. He's been making he's making millions. Apparently, have you his, seen um, his... apparently his consoles he's doing his aren't own, getting yeah. delivered though. Oh, I don't apparently know about they, that. They, apparently, they don't get delivered to people, so I'm, I'm worried he's gonna fuck himself over and end up getting done for fraud. I don't know about that. I'm, but... I'm worried he's gonna get himself done for fraud or some shit. I'm like, not fraud, false advertising. False, oh yeah. <laughs> but oh. he, I'm, he's, I, I like Soldier Boy. Like as a, no, as I a like person, well. I like he's funny, well. and he's doing bits as well. And he can, he came out and he was like. He gave this like really impassioned like um, speech during about an himself. interview once. Yeah, yeah, no, I saw it. Do you know what I'm talking the, about? The one with uh, Drake. What do you say? No, no, oh, not no, that no, one. no, no, no. It was a different one. The, which one? The Everyday like, Struggle one. I can't remember. He, but he was just like, I'm like, I'm doing shit for myself, and I'm being like oh, productive, yeah, 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 and I'm making yeah, yeah, my money, yeah, yeah. and like, and all that kind of stuff. And he was talking about like black people need to go out and like do this. And yeah, yeah, and yeah. But even with him, sometimes because it's like. You say it's almost like he's branded himself with the flipping Gucci tattoo in the middle of his. Well, well he has. Yeah, and it's, he has. it's like. He's just funny. That's what. That's why I find him funny, funny yeah, though, because I take funny. him with a pinch of salt. Because yeah. I know that's not a geezer that I would really look to for like social commentary or yeah. like you know. But that's why I'm like with him when he says stupid shit, I just laugh because I'm like you're okay, a clown. Fine, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So the eighties then. Yeah, the oh, 80s. Yeah. What happened in the 80s? Oh, oh, what happened in the 80s? <laughs> Fucking Reagan happened in the 80s. Yeah. So, um... I don't know that much about the Reagan administration, oh, oh. I'll admit. I know, I know stuff about it, but I don't... Oh, we should play, I, um, Ronald Reagan era. Yeah, cool, let's jump into that. Alright, here's, a uh, Ronald Reagan era by Kendrick. Far from good, not good from far Ninety miles per hour down Compton Boulevard With the top down screaming We don't give a fuck Drink my 40 ounce of freedom While I roll my blunt Cause the kids just ain't alright Oh shit, nigga Something about to happen Nigga, this shit Nigga, this sound like 30 keys Under the Compton Court building Welcome to Vigilante 80 so don't you ask me I'm hungry, my body's empty I rip through your fucking pantry Peeling off like a zanny Examine my orchestra Granny said when I'm old enough I be sure to be all I can be You niggas mark as can't be Washed up, pussy fix your panties I'm Mr. Marcus, you getting fucked on uh, You ain't heard nothing harder since daddy came Take it in vain, like it is good to ease the pain Lighting in boats at your body, you thought it rained Not a cloud in sight, just the shit that I write Strong enough to stand in front of a traveling freight train Are you trained? True boy, get Dracula, dragging the record industry by my fangs AK clips, money clips, and gold chains You walk around with a P90 like it's the 90s 
bullet to your temple, your homicidal reminder That Compton Crip niggas ain't nothing to fuck with Compton Pop Rules ain't nothing to fuck with Compton Essays ain't nothing to fuck with But they fuck with me, and bitch I love it Whoop de whoop, whoop de whoop, whoop Whoop de whoop, whoop de whoop, whoop de whoop, whoop Child up on your gun, Whoop de whoop, whoop de whoop, whoop Whoop de whoop, whoop de whoop, whoop de whoop, whoop Child up on your gun, Let's hit the county building, gotta catch yeah, so that was Ronald Reagan era by Kendrick. Um, and yeah, we were discussing the 80s. Yeah, we were discussing uh, And what were we saying? Ra- the Reagan administration. Yeah. So um, so we talked about the 60s and 70s and how hip-hop had established itself as a political platform. Yeah. And I think the 80s was when it really properly came, like, realised itself as being... Um, that That's... Well, I don't know. You could, you could argue that... Um, it was a, it became a subgenre at that point of being because right now political and conscious hip hop is a subgenre. It's yeah, not yeah. inherent in the genre as it was like say in the seventies. Yeah. Um, so at that time maybe you could say it was branching off as a subgenre or it was just emerging like the genre was emerging as um, being political and like conscious and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Because at this time, um, black communities were facing like renewed persecution by the Reagan administration. So they were like. Bro, he was doing too much. He just was doing too much. Honestly, fuck that bitch. With my chest. With my two Gs. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> he was, like, channeling crack into ghettos. He, like, mandated, like, mass incarceration, police brutality. So a lot of the issues that we see right now in America, a lot of them, like... Obviously, um, black people had been, like, persecuted for, like, from the time they... Before they even were... Afri- like, bef- when they were just African, before even... Before they even were Amer- African Americans, they'd been persecuted. But the kind, the strain of like persecution that we see today, a lot of that co- goes back to the 80s. So, um, so yeah, so there, the, so there was like mass incarceration, there was mass police brutality, and like um, the war on crime. So the war on crime was. Have you watched? There's this really really good um, documentary on Netflix called Thirteenth. No, I haven't seen it. You should watch it. It's sick. It's about like mass incarceration and okay. like. Um, the like historical root of that and stuff so um i'm gonna have to like go way back and talk about mass incarceration because so after slavery was abolished and the civil war america was like like especially the south it was completely ravaged like Mm. it was um um a lot of it was destroyed by the war Mm. and obviously they didn't have slavery anymore so they couldn't just get the slaves to fix it so they would like and but if you were a criminal, so if you were a felon, you had to do slave labour anyway. So they, there was incentive for them to criminalise black people because they needed... Yeah, like the prison They needed cons- labour power. Is that new slaves? Like, what um, the thing was saying? Kanye was saying new slaves? Like the prison so, yeah. industrial so you, So yeah. you need... So yeah, so they needed, like, um, labour power to, like, rebuild the South and stuff. Yeah. So that's where, like, this whole, um, like, disproportionate persecution of black people within prison systems come from. Um, that was, like, renewed in the 80s by the um, war. Yeah, during the Reagan administration. Um, it was, They called it, like, the war on drugs and the war on crime, yeah, which yeah. is really funny because they were the one who... They literally made crack cocaine for yeah. to target black people. Like, they literally made it. Yeah, like, no, they, they no, literally... No, that's yeah. insane. I'm not... I'm not, like... I'm just deeping it to myself because oh, that's right, fucking right. insane. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's evil. That's actually evil. Anyways, so they did that and they channeled it into, um, like, the ghettos and stuff and they started building, like, a lot of liquor stores and, like, corner, um, like street corners and black ghettos and stuff so as to, like, destabilise those communities. So, obviously, there was um, a counterculture at that time and that was, like, a lot of it was through... Um, 
hip-hop so i mentioned the nation of islam and i remember seeing how like we could literally do a whole episode on the nation of islam because yeah we might do that actually but yeah, not now. <laughs> because it's influenced hip-hop so much so the nation of islam they were like contemporary to the black power movement in the 60s and they preached like black radicalism so they were really like um pro- like like i said malcolm x was like white people are the devil which um so yeah so so um so the nation of islam they were preaching like um black radicalism but also they acted as an important like um counter to like state persecution because but because of a number of reasons first of all obviously drugs are not allowed in islam like definitely not allowed in islam so that is that acted as an effective point of resistance against the like consumption of drugs by people in the ghetto secondly the nation of islam preached like divine like the pursuit of divine knowledge and education and stuff so um like malcolm x was involved in setting up a lot of schools and higher education institutions and stuff so that was like a point of like social mobility for black people um we're not allowed pork so this whole idea of like pit police pigs, pigs yeah. fuck the pigs all that kind of stuff um so and, and also black militarism militarism that was a big one as well because they were literally they were very proactive they were like we need to be up in arms we need to be like physically fighting back and stuff yeah. um so a lot of that influenced um the hip-hop movement especially gangster rap because you know the whole idea of like black militarism and hip-hop like in the 80s the, um, like fuck the pigs and fuck the police was like a really big um, motto. So a lot of a lot of um, a lot of hip hop was influenced by um, the nation of Islam. So that's what was going on in the 80s, and that's what kind of like urged hip hop hip hop to become more like politically conscious. Okay, okay, yeah. Like you mentioned, um, I never actually managed to read it, but the Tower of Blue by Rizzo. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. It's on my list. I've got like a big hugest. Oh, I'm like, also, oh, me too. Because uh, I was trying to, it was one of my um, year's resolutions this year to start reading again. Do I, I even read for my I fucking degree? Read pro- <laughs> hadn't, hadn't read properly in years. And, um, I don't I don't think I can read. Like, I actually don't think I can read. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I actually don't think I can read. What like, do you read? What do you like, <laughs> I can't read. You're an English student. Yeah, exactly. I okay. can't read. You know, I, you know, like my whole degree, I've read one book. Swear. Well, I like not how, even how not even, even spark notes, man. Okay, Wallah, I've read notes, one book, <laughs> but not even like till the end, like the last few chapters, I didn't even read. Okay. You know what I try to read? Yeah, like I'll get I'll get my reading up. I'll read like not even like a sentence, like three lines. If the sentence extends <laughs> beyond <laughs> three <laughs> lines, that's it. I'm finished. I mean, I've got a really small attention span these days. Which that's is what the, I mean. The reason, the reason I I mean, I have read man. I read one book. I read um, Michelle Obama's. Um, Autobiography, but uh, I read that right at the start. Of the autobiography, of oh, the not Obamas. the autobiography, of the the memoir or the of, oh, the, of Obamas. the Obamas. That's a whole separate thing. We'll get into that. But I mean, so for me, um, I haven't really formed an opinion on their politics, but I don't know if I'm a fan of it. Basically, from the outside looking in, but I haven't really looked into it much. Um, mm. But in terms of the the book itself, like it's just an interesting insight into their life, which I found interesting. So I would recommend it, but yeah, if you're not a fan of them, then... Nah, maybe not. <laughs> sorry. Um, but yeah, sorry. Um, the Tao Wu, you should read it, it's really, really Yeah, really no, really I think really it's on my list. Um, so Wu-Tang were, like, really, also really, really peaceful. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the members of Wu-Tang were part of, like, that were, uh, they call themselves, like, five percenters. 
So members of like the five percent nation nation of Islam, they're, they're, they're kind of like. Are they the same? Know. I always get confused about that. One's like I think one's like a denomination of the other, oh, okay. but they're rooted okay. in the same oh, okay. um, kind of movement. Um, so like a lot of five, um, a lot of five. Put, so fi- like that kind of culture influenced a lot of music during that time yeah. because it was counter to the Reagan administration's their policies. Yeah. So hip hop was kind of like the intersect. It was like a way for um, that kind of polit- politics to manifest, and mm. like it was. It was important because like it raised awareness and it was important because so um, if you're a felon like I don't, I don't know when this stopped but if you're a felon you became disenfranchised so you didn't have you you um so as human beings we all we're all political beings like we exist in a polity what we um we are all part of like a democracy like whether you choose to actively engage in it or not like inherently we're all political beings right so if you're disenfranchised you're like pushed out from like the political sphere so hip-hop became an like an alternative modality of like political um engagement because if you can't physically go to like a polling station and cast a vote and exercise in, in democracy that way you can use music as uh, as a means to like express dissent and like express your political opinions mm. and all that kind of stuff so it was really important in doing that at the time I think that's another thing as well because there's a lot of hip hop artists. Like when you were saying that the person that came to mind is Schoolboy Q. He um he said he doesn't vote because and he tells he says it a lot because um he, he's got a lot of people in a lot of like homies and stuff in prison who mm. can't vote. So he's mm. like was that in solidarity with them. Yeah, in solidarity with them. And also he says none of the candidates are representing the people I care about most who are in prison yeah. who can't vote etc but then it means if you have artists who are prominent in hip-hop preaching don't vote how much like it comes back to what i was saying before how much of an actual political impact can you have if you if there's a huge faction of people that listen to hip-hop that don't exercise their uh, like the, their civic duty well the, not even their civic duty and stuff but it's like the the tiny bit of political power that you're given if you but don't this exercise is like such a, I don't know, it's such like treacherous territory because then you have to discuss like whether being able to vote is actually like that's whether yeah, that is, that, and that I, is actual I physical actually, yeah, power. I haven't like formed power. an opinion on that myself. Like I, a I, one. I think I think it depends entirely how you look at it. In some ways you're like, yeah, but also in a, in a lot of ways like if you're being completely nihilistic you can just be like nah like it makes no difference and stuff because it's not it's yeah. not i don't i don't think the voting issue is the crux of the issue right because i don't think it is either. it's not because like it's what schoolboy q says like you can give people the right to vote but then if you disenfranchise disproportionately disenfranchise an entire demographic of people why why does it matter that we technically have the right to vote because like not really do you know yeah. what I mean like on the surface yeah. level yeah we all have the right to vote but not really yeah. if I'm in prison and if, if black people are disproportionately in prison then yeah. you lose an entire demographic you know so it's interesting yeah it's interesting and it makes me think I don't know it's, it's like there's a whole bunch of things in my head that are like blocking me from from like I guess fully deep in that uh, hip hop or music in, in general can be like an actual um mm-hmm. like tool for mm-hmm. political mm-hmm. change because um another thing is just like if you look at the genre and i guess they're all speaking of their experiences and the, it's a reflection of the environment they Yo, grew up you, in has your phone been on charge this whole time no i unplugged it but why do you want to charge it no because it's <laughs> the switch was off oh i unplugged it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um well what was i saying um there's just different things within the genre that is like 
I feel like when you listen to it, it's like you can't, you can almost, you just can't take them seriously. Like, um, especially, and I was actually going to bring this up later, or even if we get you back on, on another episode, but like, the amount of misogyny, especially in old school mm. hip hop, just makes me think, how can you actually take it seriously? Like a friend of mine, he, he doesn't listen to much hip hop. He's mm. very like politically mm-hmm. uh, inclined. Mm-hmm. His favorite hip hop artist is uh, artist um, uh, Public Enemy, mm-hmm. and yeah. and NWA. So those mm-hmm. two are his yeah. favorite. He, he only listens to old school. Yeah, um, they're really like active. And he said, yeah, like he liked the political message. He liked all of that, but he can't actually finish an album because there's too much, there's too much like he says the the message is there for the first yeah. couple of tracks and the rest of it is uh-huh. about fucking bitches and all this uh-huh. kind of stuff uh-huh. and he's like and th- that that got me thinking it's like how can anybody actually take us seriously if we can't You're get right. over these small things or even like the glorifying of um the glorifying of crime i guess just in general so the glorifying of like oh murder, i think that's or, or find, that might be a di- different territory but like and it based so in the when I had um, my brother on earlier, we were talking about the whole GC Cardi B's situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, recently about her drugging men and robbing yeah. them, and we were, she brought up the fact that in hip hop you've got tons of rappers that glorify mm-hmm. pretty like hip hop is a deeply misogynistic. Yeah, deeply misogynistic, and then also he's saying like things that uh, they glorified like a bunch of abhorrent things like murder, etc. Yeah. And no yeah. one comes to them. It's like. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you take a genre seriously, like, on a, you know, this is on so a level like, like that when half the artists talk about selling drugs, yeah. killing people, etc. Like, uh-huh. then can you really take it yeah. seriously as an actual... Um, I think the violence thing is a bit different to, like, the misogyny and, like, the Yeah, I think it is different, stuff. Yeah. Um, but into but, but those that, are all, to me, those are all things that, like, block me from thinking that yeah. it, it can actually be used. Um, or, but I think this is objectively like w- when we say like um if you're talking about hip-hop being used as like a political platform political tool objectively it has it has been like yeah, you can't really yeah. argue with yeah, that yeah, it, has yeah, yeah, it has been um whether or not you think that's the right thing or like it's an it's a sincere platform of political commentary that's a different question and that's very very that's like you've opened pandora's box here that, that's the thing and it because for me it sullies the message when you've got this these problems with misogyny homophobia uh-huh. uh glorify glamorizing violence stuff like that yeah it's like it just may it distracts from the actual message that you're yeah. which is a fundamentally a positive message all of that stuff distracts from it because the, the reason why i say like it's pandora's box is because um this is what we call historical revisionism right okay. so you can look at any historical movement mm. and find a flaw and say that and find something to discredit discredit it okay, so okay. for example if you look at like the indian independence movement gandhi if you look at gandhi like my guy was racist do you know what i mean so mm. it's like well like cancel put him in the bin yeah. if you look at like um oh like like one oh, one thing that really pisses me off about this country yeah is how much they love churchill yeah, fucking fat murderous <laughs> like my guy's on our national currency meanwhile he's like he's literally like a he's a genocidal like yeah. bastard like do you know what i mean but people are, and I, I literally it's actually crazy you know like there's certain demographic yeah who are just actually so out of touch with politics because i'll literally be like yeah like he was responsible for the death of three million people and they'll literally come back at me and be like yeah but he won us the war I'm like, you're actually mad like you're not all right in the head yeah. but my point is is like 
whatever historical movement that you have there's always going to be something that's like that you, discredits it okay yeah fine that's a good point because yeah. because and obviously there are there there's right and there's wrong like gandhi i don't support gandhi no more because he was racist so i'm like okay you're in the bin but um there are sometimes of you know things that aren't aren't as um, black and white you know that do blur whether um their politics is sincere or whether that politics should be held to a yeah, pedestal as well. And I guess there's no perfect. Because we're, we're, we're all fallible. Yeah, do you know exactly, what I mean? We're yeah, all fallible yeah. and we're all part of like. Yeah, um, and we're all part. We're all, all a product of our social and historical environment. And like, you're never going to have a social activist who was entirely like absolutely amazing on every single political yeah, issue yeah. ever if you have someone who's preaching for black people they might be like for example i was i was writing um so for this mod i told you about this module mm, um yeah. i had to write an essay like last week and it was on like the black aesthetic movement and i was i wanted to talk about um oh, i fucking forgot his name let me google it um so this guy who was like one of the founders um Keeps asking me to log on to um, whatever. Yeah. I can put it in if you want. No, no, no. It's it's um. I think it's Ed Jerome. But um. I know Um. Yeah. So I I wanted to write this. So the black I talk, I mentioned the black arts movement at the beginning, yeah, and yeah, I said yeah. it was in, like the artistic artistic appendage of like the black power movement yeah. and stuff like that. And this guy called Amri Baraka, who was like one of the founding fathers, and he was he was like he wrote this poem called um, Black Art. And it's incredible. It's such an amazing poem. And I was reading it and I was getting, um, like, because we had to decide what, like, they didn't give us any brief or anything. They were, like, literally write this essay. So mm. I was getting gassed. I thought, this is amazing. Like, I can't wait to write about this. My guy started being anti-Semitic. He started being homophobic. In the poem or just? Yeah, in oh. the poem. In the poem, he's dropping, like, anti-Semitic lines and homophobic lines and stuff. So I was like, right, okay, you're in the bin. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, like, on the one front, if you look at it in, like, in as an isolated, like, um, black power sort of, like, issue then he's he's incredible what he's preaching is incredible but then you can't like you can't ignore the, you can't ignore the rest of yeah. it right but that's there's i don't think there's like a black and white answer to how we approach this yeah i don't think there is ever like you can't ever i think that's more my personal thing like um and i guess maybe you can put it in like subgenres because the people that i mean i guess the contemporary people now like you couldn't get away with trying to be trying to rap like woke or whatever and um, being massive, massively like homophobic or misogynistic or mm. whatever, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. an extent, I guess. But like, you I mean, I guess there's like a base level of misogyny that people have sort of just. But like, you you do now. have that because, like, for example, you know, what's free? Like when Rick Ross he dropped a homophobic line, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but like, yeah. It, like. But he got called out. He, he got did, called he out did, for he it. He did. He did. He did. By some people, by he some did. outlets, yeah, not all of them, but like some. Uh huh. But then it's the whole idea of like that whole song, yeah, yeah. is a very like political song. So that's another thing as well, because it's like Rick Ross is not who I look to for. Uh huh. I would I would listen to Jay Z yeah. now, current Jay Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't listen to Rick Ross for, yeah. you know, to get some profound yeah. knowledge or anything like that. You know? right, yeah, right, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So the nineties. Mm, Are we done with the eighties? Mm, yeah. Okay, next play. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, which should we get into? This is let's play NWA, Fuck the Police. Alright, cool, let's do that. Because that was like a big, um, sort of like the, like the Fuck the Police music. Yeah. That song was in, um, I went to watch Oz yesterday. Oh, I might, I might be watching it today, no spoilers. Okay. Um, Alright, here's uh, NWA, Fuck the Police. Right about now, NWA calls in full effect. 
residing. In the case of NWA versus the police department, prosecuting attorneys are MC Red, Ice Cube, and Easy Motherfucking E. Order, order, order. Ice Cube, take the motherfucking stand. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help your black ass? You goddamn right. Won't you tell everybody what the fuck you gotta say? I am. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I didn't know much about NWA before the film. Like I oh, really? listened, I heard the. Bit. I've not watched the film. You haven't seen it? It's no. good. For, it was a really good film. Really? Okay. Um, the two-pack film was terrible. Well, actually, yeah, I heard. I heard it was not shit. terrible, but it's not very good. But the trailer content is really good. Um, okay, but yeah, I didn't know much about them. Like I'd listened to, I'd heard the album, um, but I hadn't like taken it in, and I, I knew the like bass songs, and yeah. I knew about. So basically, I'm a big Dr. Dre fan, so I knew about mm-hmm. Dr. Dre mm-hmm. and stuff afterwards. But I didn't know much about them until I saw the film, and then I still like started reading up a bit more about it, which um, it was interesting. Yeah. Chill, clever, and get detox. Uh, no. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think the closest was uh, that Compton <laughs> album. Yeah. Uh, which was good. Like, it's the reason I still have Apple Music, but I'm gonna I'm getting rid of Apple Music anyway because um, it's been long enough. But um, yeah, like that Compton album was really really good. You know the one he dropped in like 2015. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, but nah, detox ain't coming. I reckon de- Detox will probably sound dated now because it's been so long since that like, he's been working on it. Or, it's or like a, it's like a, it's like a cultural it. myth, in like the yeah, monster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but and it, it could never live up. Imagine to it comes out and it's like it was just a social experiment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made uh, it was on my YouTube. <laughs> um, yeah, like to be honest, I like I said, it could never live up to expectations. So I feel yeah. like he's just he's just avoiding this. It's smoke. like when they, when they say like don't meet your idols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Just, I just don't want it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the 90s. So, mm-hmm. what you described as the so, golden age of hip hop. Yeah. You're probably right, actually, to be honest. But the thing is, because the reason I don't say like the noughties or now the golden age is because I've heard all the bullshit, but I wasn't alive in the 90s to hear the bullshit that wouldn't have made yeah. it this far. Yeah. It's a bit weird because I came into music, like, I came into hip hop listening. It's, it's weird because I was like I was listening to contempt. So the way that I got into hip hop was through Young Money. Oh really? No, I mean that's they. Yeah. They were Lil Wayne's one of my favorite rappers. Yeah. And uh, he still is uh, and will be like. But forever, he's, so. he's very different to Tupac, right? Yeah. So but I think that's the thing as well because it's like there's there's different when you look at like hip hop like there's different skills that people have and mm-hmm. there's different things that you prioritize. Yeah, 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 so like people. People like Lil Wayne for the fact that he majority, majority of his music is ignorant, but he's got yeah. bars on bars on bars on bars. Like, 
get me. Because Lil Wayne can spit Tupac to death. Like, Do you think so? 100%. What? 100%. What? 100%. What? He would bar him to death. I don't what care. What the fuck? You I don't care. He would bar him to death. If Tupac came back right now. You're mad. No, he would. But, mad. but Tupac's music. Has you know, it's got like a message to it. It's got. No, I don't agree aspect. with that. No, I don't agree Tupac with that. Wasn't a, he can spit. He can spit. Yeah, he can spit. He's got bars. I'm not saying he doesn't have bars, but. But like, I wish I wish you could like show um Screwface to do the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wish we could, we could we were recording this one, but um. But yeah, like, but like, like what, like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> Lil Wayne could bob most people to death, man. Give it, wait, my head's spinning. Lil Wayne, real G's move beside us like lasagna. Come on, man. That's fucking dumb. That's what? so dumb. <laughs> real G's move beside us like lasagna. That's dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> that is dumb. You, you didn't get it. Whenever you heard it. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Anyway, like, let's get back to the history. <laughs> oh my god, real G's move beside us um, like lasagna. Come on. But the. <laughs> The point I was making yeah, is that, like, um, the, away from the um, Young Money and the hip hop, uh, sorry, Young Money and the Wayne and stuff, uh-huh. is that um, we say the '90s is the golden yeah. era, but we weren't alive for the majority of the '90s, and yeah. so we weren't there to hear it the as it was coming out. Yeah, as it was coming, like, because there's a bunch of songs that, like, ten years from now, no one's even gonna remember. Yeah. Um, so if you were born, like now and start listening to it in 10 years time you would look back at this era and just hear the, the best song. basically like if you're yeah, looking back yeah, you yeah. hear the best song yeah so you don't actually know you can yeah. never really say which is the best era unless yeah, you live yeah. through all of them yeah because you need like the weight of time and yeah exactly yeah because you, you what, what isn't a classic exactly, yeah, yeah i get that um but i but also i think it's because like i feel like to some extent you can't maybe maybe the best era is yet to come but i don't think it's right now yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't think it's right it's, now. I don't think it's right now. But I think, I would say, rather than if you look at it in decades, like, you split. So from from when Drake came out to Kendrick, T-Pab time, mm-hmm. so what, 2010 to 2015? Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a, that was a really good um It, it was, actually, yeah, it was. Yeah. 2010 to 2016, I said. But I feel like that was... was a big year as well. For me, it was just like a few select artists that I was listening to. Yeah, but those artists were dropping some of the, yeah, the best yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I mean. It wasn't like it wasn't the the entire genre. It was like a little section. No, but that, that's my point. Like, if we look at the nineties, yeah. we don't know that the entire genre was banging like that. No, we no, but we do because if you listen, because I don't know, maybe maybe because I li- a lot of what I listen to is um is nineties hip hop. So I don't, I, and I don't just mean like Tupac and Biggie. Like I listen to, mm. they are, they are obviously. No, actually, no, you, you probably do have a point because it's so much more accessible now. So you're just bound to have a lot more bullshit come through the. Mm-hmm. If you open the floodgates, a bunch of shit's gonna come exactly. But if it was a lot harder to get on back then, then it filters through all the people. That it wasn't, it wasn't as mainstream. So people were only doing it if they were genuine. Yeah, like that's what their passion, was, yeah. passion was, and that's what they were talented at. Not, oh, that's where the money is. Let me try and rap a little bit. Mm. Um, but if you listen to like any like I listen to um, a lot of my favorite artists like Big L, Big Pun, um, Rakim. I listen to a lot of Mob mm. Deep. Love, love Mob Deep. Um, Mob Deep, yeah. Like all all of their music, like any album, all of it bangs. That's true. That's very true. Um, Mob Deep, I'm a big fan of. Hip hop, I think in the nineties. Um, to kind of go back to like the politics of it. Yeah. We yeah. were. Um, this is where like gangster rap kind of was becoming like really popular so you had like um 
ice cube you had nwa ice cube's releasing a few as well mm. um, a lot of these these artists yeah that I, that I talk about who are really um political a lot of them were um part of the nation they were yeah they were five yeah. percent yeah, yeah so like yeah. i think i gave a list and it was like rakeem like ll cool j um yeah rizzo rakeem most def j electronica buster rhymes ice cube big daddy kane raekwon yeah. ll cool j there like so many they were all either like directly a five percent or they were at least influ- like lauren hill like she um has like a few songs where she references like the nation of islam so even though she's not like a part of it yeah, um, yeah so it was like it was really um and and that kind of like begs you to to look at what the nation of islam was about so i talked before about like black radicalism and black mental militarism and stuff so if these people who are kind of like fronting the music the genre at that time if they were they belong to that movement naturally that will kind of like um like permeate their music so um gangster rap kind of um became started to become like popular in the 90s and that was influenced a lot by the black militarism preached by um the nation of islam mm. because obviously like in the 80s you started having renewed police brutality and stuff as i mentioned um by the eight by the 90s it was like um it was like politically fortified like this kind of like persecution um so black militarism and gangster rap was kind of like um and this is like i i feel like you might disagree with what i'm saying because you said that you don't um you feel like um the glorification of violence still is a message for you um but for me i i i, I agree with political it. violence like i agree with violence i don't i don't agree with it but i think it's necessary but i don't think there's any, ever been any well that's what i mean like yeah. obviously i'm not like i don't know maybe actually maybe it's I mean, just for me <laughs> i don't think there's like if you're being real that there's never been a political movement right this is what i tell people yeah. like a friend of a friend of mine that works in the paper like we talk about this stuff all the time and he says like if you if you think of change as like a wheel, mm-hmm. like people are just gonna get crushed under the wheel of change. If they don't move, you can't if they don't move out the way or jump on the wheel, they're gonna get crushed by the wheel of change. So like, he's using that to say like, there's gonna be violence. But yeah, because you can't ask like, your oppressor like, oh, can you be nice to me? Yeah, yeah. Are like, you gonna have to throw hands? Yeah. Like every, I used to be very, as I, as I mentioned, like I used to be very, I used to be a pacifist. Haha, <laughs> dumb. Um, before I realised that Gandhi didn't actually win Indian independence movement and like that MLK wasn't solely responsible for civil rights and stuff. Um, so I, I, I agree with political violence and I think this whole idea of like being up in arms is important. There's this really, really um, important interview by Angela Davis. So she's like a really prominent um, black rights activist. Um, she was a part of the Black Panther Party. Like, um, you know, I started to sh- Shakur. Sorry, say again. Shakur. Okay. They were that, no, that was a question. Do, Do you I know, know her? Exactly? No, <laughs> yeah, I've heard of her. Oh, she, she was another really prominent um, okay. black rights activist. So they were like contemporaries. His auntie. Okay. She's sick. She's okay. sick. She's amazing. Okay. You should read her autobiography. She's incredible. Okay. She's hiding in Cuba right now. Oh, she's They alive. put her on the, the US. Put her. Yeah, she's alive. They put her on um top ten terrorist list. She's she's crazy. She's in, I love her. She's amazing. Was it was his mom with the terrorist as well? No, no, no. She wasn't. No. Okay, but she died. She yeah. died like two years ago. Um, but yeah. so his, his, but that's what I mean. Like, so his whole family, like his circle, yeah, they yeah, were know, all yeah, moving yeah. in like yeah. um, in those kind of like yeah. political spheres. Um, anyways, Angela Davis, she did this interview one time, and she was talking about how um, 
because obviously Black Panther they were um, they preached like I said from militarism and they would get asked like well you know why are you guys violent and why are you preaching violence and stuff and she was like I find it funny when a person asks a black person about violence because of what it means is that you don't actually understand what we've been through in this country like from the time that the first African person was kidnapped from the shores of Africa you actually don't have an understanding of what's happened to us for you to ask us why are you violent mm. and that's very much I think like hip hop glorifies it in a certain way where we think it's all about like hip hop glorifies a different type of violence no, not, not necessarily not always not always like, I think someone talking about right now dude, right now yeah. even if you look at flipping the example I've just popped into my head is um, Kojo Fun singing about his nine like singing about it passionately like it's a woman yeah yeah, I've heard like, songs like that. Crooked yeah, Eye released Nicki. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like my, ha- my guy has like sex noises in the back of his truck. It's not the same. It's not the same. You glorify a different type of violence. Right, but right now, that's what it like, is. But that's not what it used to be. Yeah, yeah, that's not what it used to be. That's right. Yeah. That's true. But um, it is a different. So like, back, I, I think when I talk about the glorification of violence, I'm more talking about people singing about. It's more the, the people flexing their chest saying like I'll shoot you and all that Dead stuff. Dead in their like, ops and shit. Yeah, yeah, like that's a different type of. That, that's to that, me that's, that's like that's like senseless violence yeah, right like, and and I think even when you're talking about political violence it's like very there's a, there's a line that mm. you have to toe for, for, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's just me that but I think there's a line that you have to toe before it becomes mm. senseless violence as well yeah 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 no for sure mm. but the whole idea was that it was like um so you know when they're releasing like cop killer and for yeah, the police and yeah. stuff it was literally like we need to be up in arms because these people are literally like systematically exterminating yeah. us so if i need to shoot a bitch i'm not going to be afraid to shoot a bitch that's where the whole idea of like gangster rap kind of came from and obviously then it kind of like lost this message and became more about dick swinging but back then that's what it was mm. that's what it was kind of about well no, then it, i mean i think after it was gangster rap was a, like a political tool it then became actual gangsters like, that learn how to rap rather than yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so then yeah, it became yeah. people that kill just uh-huh, uh-huh. to kill yeah. rather yeah, yeah. <laughs> that killing is just like what they do yeah but also like that, that were like oh shit I can spit on this beat and make legal money yeah. basically but also like it's not um, when we talk about like, the violence of the ghettos and stuff that's never um, have you heard of strain theory strain theory yeah no, so strain theory is a theory that um, that claims that um Violent crime is committed as a direct um, consequence of a person of an individual's external circumstance. So it's the idea of like spatial determinism. And so if you're living in crime, if you're living in poverty, then and you're living you, yeah, in destitution, yeah. then naturally you are going to turn to crime. And that's why, like, so when like um, the ghettos are like presented as being like um, places of like um, high crime and and violence and all that kind of stuff. When when we present this image of the ghetto like that, what we do is we we rid it of its like we deny its social context, and the social context is that they they like if you're channeling crack <laughs> into the ghetto, if you're putting a liquor store in every street corner, like there's gonna be violence. Yeah. If 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 you're like systematically ravaging communities, if you're like if you're first of all like um physically beating and like if there's police brutality, if you're underfunding their schools, if you're underfunding their hospitals, if you're underfunding youth in underfunding youth initiatives and stuff, what do you expect? And yeah. that's exactly the same thing that's happening right now, like mm. with with the Tory government and Tory austerity. But that's a different that's a different I mean we can we can talk about the UK as well. But um finish talking about hip hop Anyways, yeah, so um that's where like gangster rap came from and um 
Yeah, and then the next the next thing you talked about was uh, Afrofuturism. Afrofuturism. Yeah. So Afrofuturism started coming about in the nineties. I feel like Afrofuturism is really a lot, a lot of people don't really realise, but is very prominent in hip hop. Not only in hip hop, but like in like black music right now. Like Janelle, Janelle Monae, she's like a really mm. big. I, I don't I don't think people are unaware. People that listen, really? like actually listen. I think I don't think they're unaware. I bet they might not know what it's called. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah. I think they. Oh, they understand the concept. Yeah. They understand the concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Because I didn't know it was called Afrofuturism yeah. until you told me. Because I once described it. I was like, yeah, I know but I mean, this is people that listen because there's just that's the annoying thing about um, I guess music in general. Or I don't know, it, maybe it just annoys me because I'm a bit snobbish with how I listen to me. Basically, if I if I can tell that someone doesn't listen deeply, then their <laughs> opinion o- their opinion on music doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter to me at that's all. Because like, how can you? And even <laughs> I say it to my brothers all to an extent because my brother listens deeply, but he listens deeply to the music he likes. He doesn't listen to anything else, so he doesn't really listen to UK music. Mm. So I'm like, well, I don't really listen to the music that much. For me, it's like if if I'm aware of. of stuff okay, yeah, you, you, really but like it's like if you don't listen, then your opinion on UK music is void. Is void it's uninformed, really. then isn't it? That's, yeah. So and my brother, me and my brother go back and forth on that all the time. Mm. But um, anyway, sorry, back to Afrofuturism. Yeah, so Afrofuturism is. Um, it's not just a musical genre it's like a literary genre and like film and theater and all that kind of stuff and it's basically this um the concept of it is that it imagines like um unapologetic reclaimed um black future because it kind of came about because the present was so awful black people were like there's absolutely no way that we could be writing literature and films and music about our life in the present and it not be negative yeah, so some, you have to have a positive outlook exactly to to so they're kind of it's like a reclaimed mm. future um, so then in the 90s you had like um, Nas, Whose World Is This, um, you had Outkast, well, they, they were more like um, early noughties but... When you say Outkast in that song, um, Prototype, I don't I don't hear it, is it just, maybe I'm not listening properly. I can't, I can't even remember Was it, is it that song, because Prototype's the one you're singing it, um, I know that you're the one. Yeah, 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 the the, there was a reason why I told you, but yeah. I can't... Because there are other Outkasts, like basically it wasn't the song, if I were to pick one, I would, that wouldn't be the song I was thinking of. Although now, off the top of my head, I can't even think of the song. Yeah. But like, I or, or I can't even think of another outcast song that w- would be. But like, uh, Prototype wasn't the one that I There was a reason why I said it to okay. you, but I can't remember now. But I'll okay. tell you later. But, um... Yeah, Outkast. Um, they were quite big on Afrofuturism. Yeah. Sun Ra, he was like, kind of like the founder of Afrofuturism. For me, did, like, the discussions on like Afrofuturism and stuff like that, mm-hmm. all like... Not people discussing it in their music because you don't have to like it's your music you can discuss what you want, but it's more like showing an appreciation of that or like sort of not making music just for entertainment purposes, but music that has like a deeper message to it. That that's part of the reason that Kendrick's my favorite artist, and it's part of the reason why like I can't really compare like a Kendrick and Drake album. Or when people come and say that, that Drake is better than Kendrick, I just like to They're me. That's stupid anyway. Okay, like. like the thing is, so many people. Even objectively, it's stupid. so many. Well, maybe not objectively, because Drake, yeah, Drake has hits so. on hits on hits. So. But that's like that's commercial. Yeah, but also like it, there is a skill to it. That's capitalism. That's no, art. because there's a skill. <laughs> there's a skill to it to it as well. Uh, writing a hit because you have to have your you have to have your finger in the pulse to know what's hot. But that's not him. That's his team. Ooh, I mean, if if it were just his team, then they would be able to do it for the other people on the label, and they can't. So. Because ha- when Point Next Door hasn't had a hit, he's written hits for Drake, but he hasn't had a hit. But there, there, it's not, it's not all just, it's not. I don't really think it's all him. 
Obviously, like, obviously, uh, an, I would, an I artist has, I like... I, I wouldn't credit anything with just one person, though. I no, wouldn't credit Ke Kendrick's, uh, the so message he has and stuff with yeah, just yeah, him. Uh, I think j oh, has Who has, well. like, a certain style and cadence, yeah. like, I guess, charisma whatever. <laughs> I mean... I think, you know what, the thing with, with Drake... I'm sorry that I keep quitting you off. No, go for it, go for The it. thing with Drake, yeah, is that he's very... He's actually very smart, the way that he markets himself and brands himself. That's because it's, he has it's so much fan interaction. It's a skill. Like, he's always doing, you know, like... like like um like make a wish kids and stuff like what's it bro he's every other day you're seeing him like in oh in i've seen that stuff yeah no i've seen that stuff you know yeah, I mean? like which is lovely like yeah. it's great but obviously that i guess i'd never thought of that stuff that, that's a, that's a commercial tactic like yeah i never thought of it in that aspect I because people are gonna be oh he's such a nice person yeah. like you know not that i i'm not judging his intentions because that's not my place i don't know him but you can't deny that it has a commercial impact because people would then like it, it, it um, endears people to him and yeah and stuff so he has a lot of fan interaction and he's always doing this interview and this show and this he, he turned up at leicester yesterday yeah but he's he? not he's not always doing interviews because drake doesn't do interviews not like, like appearances like yeah, yeah he's, do always, he's doing yeah appearances but drake doesn't do interviews. um but Back to what I was saying, like that's the reason I I can't really compare. Like Drake doesn't really compare to Kendrick. Um, and when we like years after they've retired and you look back at their careers, you look at Drake as amazing hitmaker, yeah, biggest yeah, rapper yeah. Um, for the last five years, if not longer. Um, but he barely touched on social issues, yeah, social commentary he's stuff. He's fun. Like his music is just fun. That's what I'm saying. That's it's like his is. music is for entertainment yeah. and. His music gives you something as well because he, all his albums are about him. All his music is about him and self and stuff. And like you were saying, there's the sort of like politics of self, but he doesn't really touch on that. Why did you roll your eyes? Drake doesn't <laughs> you touch on it. No, when you went. Oh, did I? Oh, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> but um, Drake doesn't touch on that. Drake no, he just doesn't. He just talks about. But that's what I mean. He's very clever. He's very clever. He tries to appease everyone at once. Like that's his whole thing. Yeah. Which is why his albums like cohesion. That's why he's so popular with all demographics. Yeah. Like, like, like he's popular with black people. He's popular with white people, with middle class people, with poor people. Like, he's actually just bare popular because he appeases all pockets of his yeah. fan base. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry. Back to what's, what's the next one? Oh, I think that was the end. Yeah, well, we kind of we it. talked about like how important Kendrick is right now for like yeah. the current um, political scene and like particularly for the like genre of Afro Afrofuturism. Would you say he's still as important? Yeah, of course. Because it's been he hasn't really spoken since the Pimper Butterfly. He hasn't really had a mad sort of like political angle to his I think I feel like since the Pippa Butterfly he's actively been trying to move away from so that he doesn't get put into this box of the political rapper which I understand why he does it and I rate him for doing that because once you get put into that box you completely alienate your uh, fan base and it's only people that are woke enough to listen to you that will listen to you I think this is like the English student in me but the way that I look at it is the way that I would look at like literature so like obviously you said you like you mentioned before like we always need the weight of time and history to tell you what um, has like withstood 
right and what has like um, been sustained but um if you have i don't necessarily think that like if you have like a really political album in one sense that it's um it's significance and your significance are discredited because you then didn't carry on talking about politics or that you or every every album and every track that you made since then has been political like in that so you would say like him doing that album uh-huh. is enough uh-huh. that he doesn't have to talk about it that he, forever and yeah the album exactly exactly because if you look at like for example if, you, if, I'm, if I'm thinking it in terms of like literature if I think of like a certain era if I'm thinking about like a certain um, like um, social issue or like for like how I how we teach literature in universities we have modules and then we have like standout texts right and like if I'm learning um if I'm if I'm doing a certain module, I will have standout texts that relate to whatever issues or eras and whatever. And then if I look at that text, that author might not have not all of their works will be um, political. Not all of their works yeah, will be about the same thing. Read. They might never yeah. have even written anything else other than that one text. Yeah. But that text is still seminal to that issue, to that module, to yeah, that era. Do you know what I mean? So when we look back and we think about, okay, like what was um, like the Black Power movement saying? In this era, we're gonna look at that album. That's still seminal. That's yeah, still, yeah, still yeah, significant. Yeah, that's, true. that's true. Okay, that's a good point. So then, would you say it has to be an album from the person? Because, like we mentioned, Meek's "What's Free," but that whole album isn't about. But Meek is. It's not. But Meek as a as a, um, an artist right now, he's doing a lot for Meek, like prison reform. Meek, Meek is. Um, he's sort of been thrust into that position, and he's like accepted it. Not as well. thrusted. I think he's been actively like. I don't know. Like. No, I mean, if he hadn't got sent to jail. Uh, oh yeah, yeah obviously, obviously that's what the last time then he wouldn't be he wouldn't the same no no way of course now. no of course but so but he'd been thrust into it by the fact that he by virtue of the fact that he was sent yeah to but then jail. all all of our polit- political subjectivities are informed by our like own like experience and stuff yeah but there's nothing wrong with saying he was thrust into it he, it's not like he's rejected it and okay, stuff he was okay. thrust into it and he's okay, like okay okay <laughs> okay but yeah no, no i don't know you know because <laughs> but would, would you say would you say that um meek is as important as a Kendrick or like J. Cole when he dropped that when he did the marching with mm-hmm. uh, following mm-hmm. Mike Brown's murder mm-hmm. uh, and he dropped that song uh, Be Free I think it's called yeah. um, and he performed on yeah. Letterman and stuff like that like yeah. would you say that that's enough or do you have to go for Kendrick and have an album that's fully full of it or that's like that's I don't think there's an answer to that okay. I'm more inclined to say that like what w- if we look back at this time and we and we try to like if we look back on it through like a historical lens and we try to understand the history and the social the like um the politics and like society at the time i'm more inclined to say that kendrick's body of like his album um is going to be is more seminal and more significant than song and stuff only because it's an entire like it's a executed and finished and curated body of work so it's kind of like it's a material kind of thing that Mm. you can like really it's 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 a tangible sort of like platform do you get what i mean um and it's um explicitly political um but i don't think that it's a black or white no i get you boy i think um i'm kind of out of things oh wait no you you mentioned the uk actually yeah, I touched on it really briefly. Yeah. I don't really um, listen to that much um, grime. Um, I would say I used to be a, a lot bigger into grime. I'm now more of like a casual listener. Mm. But yeah. like, so I used to be really into it. When it well, actually, no, I was casual up until it had its like 
Renaissance kind of feeling with Stormzy, like back in 2013, 14 kind of. Then I used to listen back in the day, like FBTV. Yeah, no, I'm saying, so that, like back then, but I wouldn't say I was super into grind back then because yeah. well, I was 12 so how old? and then like basically when i was coming you know the sort of age when people start getting interested in mm-hmm. like probably interested in different genres yeah. so like around 14 yeah. upwards that's when uh grime kind of took a hi- hiatus and everyone was making pop tunes and yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that Disney um, Rascal started <laughs> you know like, <laughs> holiday. exactly yeah um <laughs> so then i kind of just i was like oh, grime's dead yeah and then when it had its sort of like rebirth with um with storms and stuff then i got like super into i it. think it's really like um it's hot right now yeah like but I, really well, right now. I don't know if grime is really i would say um i would say it's UK, not UK music is and yeah. it, it all comes on it's a bit like hip hop it comes under like the grime umbrella uh-huh. but like it's not it's not like half the artists half the popular UK artists now the mainstream people aren't grime artists Dave's mm-hmm. not a grime artist mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. AJ can spit on grime beats and yeah. came up as a actually no he's not even a grime artist he can spit on grime beats but he's not a grime artist it's because the genre's evolved you know what I'm saying like, like they're, they're not making grime music anymore yeah. like and even if you try and define grime, it's difficult. But like, if you go by the the standard one that people say, like 140 BPM stuff like that, like yeah. people aren't spitting yeah. on that. People aren't making whole albums on that stuff. Even Chip doesn't make a whole album spitting at 140 BPM and stuff yeah. like that. So, um, I don't know if I would say grime is popping right now, but like UK music is definitely yeah, popping. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the the reason you you mentioned it is because. I was also, also talking about like politics. So like Grime again, it had like a similar Genesis story. So it came out. I think it was like Bow East London. Yeah. So and um, I think I mentioned that these were areas um that were most hit by like government austeri- austerity yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So you know before when I mentioned how that like, the ghettos had like um, um underfunded like schools, hospitals, um like youth initiative initiatives and stuff. It's a very similar thing here. So um these kids were kind of like um and obviously like um um disproportionate like crime persecution as well like i don't i don't even need to tell you guys about racism here like <laughs> like we've been new but um so grime was kind of like an outlet for that as well and like i think i read somewhere that it was um like um white garage artists weren't giving up space for black yeah, garage yeah, artists yeah. so they were kind of like and like pirate radio was really important mm. for like the um like the emergence of grime so um these from what I from what I understand, um, they couldn't necessarily afford um, to to go like and buy records, so they would like pirate like build have their own pirate um, Station, yeah. stations yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um. So that was like um, it had a very political kind of like genesis as well. And then I we talked about like um, politics right now, and I mentioned like Stormzy, and I, yeah. and I was talking about how Stormzy, um, how like he came on like the Brits and he rapped about Grenfell, like he lit like that's the nation's like award show, and he came and he forced our prime minister to face a front over Grenfell, yeah. and like he's called Theresa May a pagan, yeah. and you know and she well she is literally fucked that bitch, but. He also like he's he's spoken about like disproportionate persecution of um, mm. drug related crimes, mm. um, all those kind of stuff. And then I also mentioned the 2016 general elections because Corbyn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You did mention. Yeah. So you know how you were saying before, like, oh, you don't really see it have like a material 
um, consequence. I think in this case you can really see a material consequence because um, Corbyn was he's very again like this is this is where like I don't know how much I trust him um, his allyship with like young black men. I mean I don't believe in allies anyway. Like that whole really? Yeah, what do you mean? Like when people say, oh, I'm an ally. Basically, I, I always take it with a pinch of salt because um, you don't know what people do behind closed doors. Yeah, so you yeah, don't yeah know of course. It, 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 like people, you think it's performative. Yeah, yeah. that's literally the word I was going to use. Because that's exactly it. I think it's performative. And like, you don't know if they're an ally and then Kendrick comes on and they start screaming. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Like, and then you just have to look at them like, oh, I thought you are an ally. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't believe in that shit. I yeah, well, that's the thing with Corbyn. So I was a bit like, mm, I don't know how I feel about you like, using this kind of like for your brand or whatever. But also, we have to trust that these people, like, they're smart, they know what they're doing. If they're outwardly the coming people, out, the people, the grime artists, yeah. So, so um, we had artists like Stormzy, Jamie, um, coming out for uh, Corbyn, like actively Loki, Akala, like actively campaigning for um uh, for Corbyn and stuff. Um, and at the 2016 general elections we had a 72% turnout for um, 18, 18 to 25 year olds um, which was like one of the highest youth turnouts in ages and like obviously Labour didn't win but that still de- destabilised the, st- the Tory party because then they had to go form a coalition with the DUP yeah. um, so that's a material consequence yeah. right because you can't deny obviously it wasn't only because the grime artists campaign that you that the young people were turning out but 100% it had an impact because I remember when I was like because um, um, I remember when I, I, I did a post and I was t- telling people like make sure you go out and vote and I was like for Labour and I put up a photo of it was a um, cartoon illustration of Corbyn wearing um, a t-shirt that said um, boy better vote oh, yeah, yeah so 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 even like so even the way it was like a, it was like a channel for um, like engagement and interaction yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. on the like for Corbyn and for the Labour Party it acted as um, a means as a vehicle through which to get that youth engagement to the point where yeah. like it literally destabilized the Tory government yeah Important. no I think I think um, that's true actually I forgot that you sent that mm. because that is a tangible like a real tangible thing I mean obviously they didn't win but like it had it, you can definitely exactly. see that it's had an impact so yeah maybe I um, maybe I was being like too harsh I guess in saying that it, it doesn't actually have a yeah tangible um effect and also like it's it's funny like how we measure politics because consensus i think is an important political tool and consensus isn't tangible Mm. like it's not you can't you can't it's not a material thing but also it's very it it can turn into material thing for example like stormzy has spoken out a lot about the daily mail like he literally said like fuck everyone at the daily mail from the receptionist to the ceo right and people are now like coming out and same with their chest yeah fuck the daily mail people are now looking at how like racist and how right-wing and how radical they are so that's like that's cultivated uh, a, a public political consensus mm. right so even then it's not tangible but it's significant yeah yeah that's true that's a good point mm. Wait, thank you for coming on thanks for thank having me thanks for listening to me i feel like all i did was just waffle Nah, to be honest, I mean, like I said, I don't know the facts and stuff, so yeah. it, it's like interesting to me to, to hear all of this stuff, to be honest. Um, I'm sad that I'm here without Isaac. I'm sad you're here without Isaac as well, I can't lie. I feel like Isaac, um, 
He knows more about this stuff. Than because I, I always used to say to him jokingly, "Oh, you invite me on your podcast." Oh, no, so yeah. and he's not here. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, we could get you back on when he's here. He's back in August, or whenever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm sad that he's not here actually because I feel like he. Love you. Come home, the kids are waiting. I feel, <laughs> I feel like um, I feel like he um knows a lot more about this stuff than I do, mm. so I, f- I feel like there wasn't that much of a back and forth. No, that's it. fine. Like I. I had a good time talking. Yeah. Like I said, I've been wanting to talk about this. So. Yeah. Listen. I mean, if you ever want to come back and, and um, if you, if you ever want me back, you can invite I me mean, back. I mean, I want you. I want you back to talk about. Um, I mean, we were gonna do originally misogyny and hip hop. Yeah. And, um, but um, my other friend played a million times. But we're not gonna watch that. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll definitely get you back. Okay. Cool. I'm excited. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so thanks for listening. You've been listening to Two G's in the Pod. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Two G's in the Pod. Follow us on Twitter at Two G's in the Pod underscore. We're on SoundCloud, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, and we are on YouTube. Once we get our camera guy back, um, and we're gonna leave you with uh, so it's Innocent Criminal by Pat's Justice, and it's from the Deaf Poetry Jam. From Los Angeles, California, twenty-year-old Pat's Justice. They say the 60s was crazy, but the 80s was worse. Crack fucked blacks and gave birth to a curse. The moon's bright, the sky's misty. Know my future, cause I know my history. My life predicted by a gypsy. Murder she wrote at the end of the story, the streets get me. That's why I live quickly and always keep a pistol with me. Ghetto prisoner, won't stop fighting until I'm free. Raising a city of fallen angels where niggas ain't scared to bleed. If money's the root of all evil, then greed's the seed. This ain't living, we take it cause ain't nobody giving. America's a rich man's vision, but a poor man's prison. So don't expect these politicians to give us a pot to piss in. Preaching, man, stop preaching, cause niggas ain't finna listen. Folks done lost hope and stop trying. Life's a bitch from the start, that's why you come out your mama crying. The world's dying, and the people have gone mad. I take a shit on the White House and wipe my ass with the flag. When will the evil end? Too many browns and blacks in the system, victims of legal sin. In court praying for mercy when condemned by evil men. Ain't no love in the heart of the city. If it's a God, where is he? My homies dying over hundreds and fifties. I sit back, sip yak, and analyze the situation. Ain't a person alive today knowing the monster we facing. It crucified Jesus Christ, so Marcus Garvey for right. Shot Malcolm X in the chest, gave Nelson Mandela life. Pac died at 25, Biggie died a year younger. All my life been broke, I'm motivated by my hunger. Told my mama bury me with a 357, just in case God tripping, I don't get into heaven. If he send me to hell, then no well. Cause I just did 19 years in the ghetto as a black male. And it can't get much harder than that. Had a lot of pain in my heart, that's why I started to rap. See, the mother brothers will make you dance, but justice will make you think. You saving up for a Bentley, I'm saving up for a tank. That's just the mindset of a soldier. Shit is crazy, huh? This is what I see. We are no longer slaves, but we sure ain't free. So until I ain't got to kill and steal from my own folks, tattooed across my soul all these words I just spoke. Who the fuck y'all going to call when I break all the laws on behalf of every innocent criminal? Yeah, yeah, my G-G,